Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Budo Brothers Podcast. You got Eric and Kyle. And I have been reflecting on some of our work. And I've realized that we are chasing wisdom in a lot of the content that we produce. We seek it out and we capture it and then we share it with the world. And that got me thinking about wisdom and what it actually means and why it's valuable. And that's what I wanted to explore today. So what would you define wisdom as, Kyle? That's a hard one because there's two things that people chase, knowledge and wisdom. And I think the difference is the understanding of the application behind it. Knowledge is you are acquiring information, Mm -hmm. you're putting it into your brain, you can repeat it. Wisdom is the actual knowing behind it, the actual understanding. I don't know. What are your thoughts on that? Well, it takes wisdom is the application of knowledge and you don't get wisdom without the experiences that will give you the wisdom. Mm. You know, like I can regurgitate a bunch of things from a textbook, but until I'm like, take a surgeon, you know, a surgeon with one year experience or a surgeon with 50 years experience, the surgeon with 50 years experience is going to have a lot more wisdom around the application of the same knowledge in surgery. And it's just from, from time on the mat, time on the mats. Exactly. Yeah. Wisdom is built through repetition, pressure testing, constant battles. Like you rarely find a young person who has developed wisdom in a certain area because they just haven't had the amount of time and Mm -hmm. reps in order to do that. It's not impossible because some people start things very early. Yeah. But wisdom comes from experience. Yes, exactly. I think it is a, experience is a key ingredient. And I also find that in wisdom, there's always an element of truth in it. There's truth inside wisdom. Mm. You know, there's a, oh, wise words. Why? Oh, those are such wise words. I mean, there's some truth in those words. Do you think you're a truth seeker? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Hmm. Because uh, I don't feel like I'm a truth seeker. How so? I, I don't. I don't ever think that there's a truth. I just think that people will mold and shape their experience Mm -hmm. depending on like their values in their world. Because two people could look at the exact same thing and have two different truths. Totally. Yes, exactly. So I think that's important to differentiate from, you know, personal understandings and your beliefs and your belief in truth in truth and just objective truth like objective truth the sky is blue you know there's there's objective truths right the sun rises it it sets Mm -hmm. and if you deny that you're denying the objective truth right and this is where we start to because we as humans start to interpret the world around us differently which gives us another uh an interpretation of truth. And that's where we get these collisions where you have, especially in a divisive time, you, once you understand that both sides have their own version of objective truth yeah. and they both believe they're right, you start to understand that it's all the same. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is all the same. And as a person who's seeking wisdom, I do find that a little bit different than the truth. Truth is based in right and wrong a little bit, where 
if it's not true, it's false. Mm-hmm. So there's a, a, a bit of a weighing scale. Mm-hmm. It, there's a right answer and a wrong answer. Wisdom, to me, completely relates to what works. And it could be for a yeah, specific sure. individual. Yes, yes. Like, it's not right or wrong. It's just this is yeah. my this is my method, mm-hmm. and I've had success with this. It's proven. Take it or leave it. Yes, you it's know? proven, and it's rooted in history. There is a track record of timeless principles that work. They're effective. You know, they they show up in ancient texts. Mm-hmm. They've been passed down from generation to generation. There's wisdom in it. And that wisdom, the application and, and learning that uh, those wise words and applying it in your own life and then saying, holy, this does work or hey, doesn't for me. It's like a 16-year-old male giving relationship advice to, yeah. to us. Like, you know, it's just he has not been around the block mm-hmm. enough to gain enough wisdom of how it would work it's like us giving relationship advice to somebody in their 90s yeah we don't have Mm -hmm. enough wisdom of what it would be like to be that age exactly and that's why it's so important when you're seeking answers and inquiring about reality and you speak you have the opportunity to speak with someone who has wise words to share you shut up and listen you listen and absorb, right? That's that's where we, when we're shooting content and someone starts dropping wisdom, we're just absorbing. We just take it in and, and then inquire more. Ask more questions. Be inquisitive. In fact, a truth or a rule about wisdom is you cannot gain wisdom or knowledge if you're talking. Straight. Because... You can only gain something if you are being absorbent to the your surrounding, receptive. And that only comes through listening pay, and, and paying attention, being in the moment and listening to yes. what that person's or yeah. observing what that person's mm-hmm. doing. Yeah. And often, if you look at some of humanity's oldest problems, you know, challenges that have, have, have been with humanity old problems often if you look at some of the new solutions they don't always work to old problems but old solutions often work on new problems there's wisdom in there there's there is proof of application there's these wise words that you can if you open yourself up to you can learn from and try and apply that old wisdom to new problems i find it's more effective than trying to new new solutions to old problems not saying that new solutions to old problems that's just that there is effective new discoveries that crack codes that's the ingenious nature of mankind innovation innovation you need it it's the beautiful balance of both it's taking that timeless wisdom and and then adding in new innovations things that haven't been done before but that's that that just striking that balance is where you can really start to solve some of these challenges and because we get to be behind the lens we are constantly in that absorption um face we are learning 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 Mm -hmm. because what we're trying to do is to take that experience distill it down and then share the learnings lessons and principles with our viewers exactly 
we just did a trip to Sacramento for the Pro Maxual, and we met a lot of advanced senior martial artists. What would you say is some of the biggest wisdom that you learned from the trip? Oh man, time on the mats and just working and getting the opportunity to converse with these masters who've dedicated their lives to the craft. One message that was super powerful that hit home for me was Chip Townsend. Mm. When he was just dropping wise words on purpose and finding your gifts and sharing it with the world. I feel like that's such a... Uh, a powerful message that we often just need to be reminded of. Yeah. So for me, that was it. What about you? For me, it showed me that people can be successful chasing their dreams. Nice. And the reason I say that is when you look at an industry like martial arts, you wouldn't look at it and necessarily think that you can make a living or do that. It's something that you maybe do as a hobby or teach on the side, but meeting a guy like Mike Swain, who is an Olympic judo champion and now the owner of Dollar Bar Mats, meeting Dave Kovar, who has an enormous amount of schools under him, and then the teachers and everybody who is part of this system that that works, even mm-hmm. the vendors and, mm-hmm. and everything like that. There's a whole yeah. ecosystem that shows me that if you have a passion and you work towards it, you could become very successful in anything. And it's a vibrant ecosystem. Yeah. You know, the martial arts, there is a tide. And that's what the Promac conference was called, was titled, the rising tide. Yeah. You know, and, and what's so beautiful about a healthy functioning ecosystem is willingness to collaborate willing openness which is this beautiful era that that we're in where everybody's open to learning sharing hey i've never tried that system wow i'm gonna that's really good stuff hey let's explore let's mix let's collaborate let's do this and the rising tide floats all boats yeah and traditionally martial arts was built around secrets yes Oh, I don't scrolls want, yeah i don't know how much of that is a marketing ploy. like oh you can't get this secret skill mm. you'll have to come to 700 lessons before i give this oh, to you yeah. but it would it it was this thing within the martial arts where you would keep all your good moves or your secrets mm. for the more mature students and stuff behind mm. closed doors yeah i don't think wisdom is transferred as well through scarcity or closed off walls as it is through openness collaboration because when you're collaborating you have two different viewpoints and if they can both build the the foundation of it becomes a lot stronger Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. whereas if it's just you know hidden off and and sectioned off to a certain amount of people yeah it's yeah it's it's a lot different if you actually really think about it Every person, even though they may be inexperienced, their own lived experience will have some some wisdom to it Mm -hmm. because they've lived a life. And some of the wisdom can be like, oh, that's a good thing not to do that you can extract that they might not even be conscious of. Mm -hmm. So I feel like understanding that we all are wise in our own ways switches your receptivity to be able to inquire and learn from everyone around you yeah and when you have that mindset 
you grow so fast. And when you get good at seeing patterns and different like archetypes, I don't know if that's the right word, different type of continuous things that people do. Not only does it let you learn and become more knowledgeable for the outward things you do, but it also helps you to learn more about yourself because you could see from an outside look about a pattern that a person is going through and be like, where in my life does that apply? Mm-hmm. And if you could look inward and apply that to you, it, it helps you get through maybe because we always talk about these, these circles or these loops or these um, levels that we're trapped in. It can help you get through that and grow. And one of the biggest things that I learned just from this Promac trip was the value of what Budo Brothers does for martial artists. Because we are not teaching and, you know, we are completely outside of the instructor service-based industry, we have the unique ability to help people build and and share their message and the ones who can plug into that and meet our amazing community and get out there and share stories on the internet we do very well with and it grows and not only does it serve them because they get more exposure does it serves us because our brand builds but it serves the people because they pick up these lessons on the internet and they go train it or they go seek out the right instructors or that instructor that they learned it from. And when you create these win-win-win situations, it's the most powerful work you can do. And a three-way value chain is so strong. A two-way value changes, chain is just, hey, I serve you, I get, okay, I, benefits you, benefits me. If you can have that triangle, one of the strongest shapes is a triangle. And, it, and you, you can find a, a beautiful three-way value exchange where all everybody wins. Man, mm-hmm. that's something special. And it's hard because as we get more knowledgeable, we realize it's about balance. No matter what in a three-way value chain, some people are going to benefit in certain ways. Everybody needs to succeed or have some success for it and it needs to be in a balanced form yeah or else it's out of whack right Mm -hmm. if some person's not feeling it's valuable and other person's getting way too it always self implodes on itself Mm -hmm. so learning to build those is just yeah it's a powerful part of business and life and it's a skill in itself Mm -hmm. that you learn through going and starting entrepreneurial ventures going and being of service and trying to create a business around that every business is a service-based business you are serving someone you know you hear yeah we're we're not in the service industry if you're in business you're in the service industry or else you won't be in business it's it was a really powerful instagram video i saw I think you sent it to me or somebody sent it, but it was talking about how because of the way the climate is and how businesses are being forced to change because their interest rates are increasing, it's an attack on countries' identities, like the American identity, the Canadian identity, because 
your values and principles are contained within these corporations, let's say like a Bud Light or let's say a Coca-Cola or, um, you know, these giant corporations are what serve a massive amount of people within the country. Yes. So therefore they hold a giant Mm -hmm. identity of what the influence or the the culture that's the word i was looking for the culture of a country is yeah and when they're under attack and doing things differently out of sort it can really affect a country's culture Mm -hmm. and it just shows you how powerful it is that you share your wisdom your values your principles in the form of things like art entrepreneurship teaching speaking because that is what builds culture. Yes. That is what builds mm-hmm. a country. That is what builds a community. So it's important to acquire knowledge, but it's also very important to share your knowledge. Yep. Even when you think nobody's listening. Amen. And I'm calling it right now, all these big corporations that are getting further and further away from their customers will be the cause of their own destruction. And that dismantling of all these like big, I'm just talking in general, we're going through an evolution, a change where these big, huge brands that are forgetting about some of their customers and, and uh, the further away you are from your customer, the less service you provide, the, the, you will implode. And this is the rise of the indie brand, rise of all of these small artisan merchants, mm-hmm. these crafts people, these, the, it's, it is a, an emerging new trend that people that genuinely care about their customers, genuine care. One thing that I've learned in the journey that a lot of these big companies don't care. Yeah. They're after the dollars. They don't care. They don't care about you. And I'm talking genuinely. We genuinely care about our customers' experience with Budo Brothers. We want to make every experience exceptional. So we actually care that our product shows up and gives you an incredible impression of quality, craftsmanship, and everything that we stand for. We actually care about that. And if we don't hit it, if we don't hit that mark, we make it right. Yeah. And so enter the rise of the the smaller entrepreneur, the venturing, uh, ambitious, smaller brands, smaller indie companies that are going to service an underserved market. As all these big companies that own such huge segments of the market, as soon as people start like, oh, they don't care about me, huh? This is stupid. Oh, yeah. is it? they're going to, there's the unmet need. And if you can serve that unmet need as an entrepreneur in a small business, you have an incredible opportunity to create meaningful value for your customers and in exchange, create a wonderful life for yourself and your family. Yeah, that's that's very, very true. Because I'm sure the owners of Blockbuster, if they would have listened to their customers a little bit more clearly, yes, would have said, Maybe they are interested in this online video yes, thing. Exactly. Versus fighting the market. Yeah, and not and uh, turning down buying out Netflix. <laughs> they turn that down. Yeah. <laughs> nope. No. People always Stupid and now, Netflix. Now, no, I'll give it to, I'll give it to like the, the 90s pendulum that's swinging. The block have you seen the documentary on Blockbuster? Like the one remaining dude, it's like 
it's so nostalgic and we're, we're longing for a time that was reminiscent of, of, you know, the nineties and that experience. And there's this, there's this, there's a searching for, for, for that, those good vibes and those good times. And I think there's a huge opportunity to revive that Mm -hmm. in new ways. It's just a way off topic, but really cool because we're talking about Blockbuster. It's sad that it's not sad. It's a different experience of when you're a young person and you go to the Blockbuster store and it was full of all of the yeah, movies. Yeah. And your person's like, go find one to go find one to watch. And you'd be running around an looking at all this. And you only get to pick one. One. Yep. This is the one. Mm-hmm. You get to go home with that yeah, one. Yeah. And it was it was cool. And then you would sit usually sit together mm-hmm. with your family and, and watch it. It was an event. Yeah. It was now you can just scroll to the next thing. Well, what 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 are we gonna binge watch now? But that's in a world where you can have everything, that's what's missing. Because mm. everything is on demand. Yeah. I literally had to talk my friend out of ordering a Coca-Cola on Skip the Dishes the other day. Like, I want one Coca-Cola. I'm going to skip the dishes for it. I'm like, no, you're not going to do that. Wow. <laughs> but, that's, but that's how on demand everything yeah. is. Amazon yeah. Prime, yeah. Yeah. everything. And all of this is honestly, it's bre- it's breeding complacency. It's It's... People are getting lazier and lazier, and it's easier and easier. And when things are easy and easy, you get softer and softer. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. These are the laws of nature. They apply to us. For sure. And that's the same thing bringing it back with wisdom, too. If you don't seek wisdom, it, you, end up, you end up being left behind in it mm-hmm. because you stay at the same level. Like if you were that kid who coasted because you were so smart in high school and then got to university and didn't know how to study and just got your butt handed to you, it's because you didn't pick up the wisdom of how to learn and how to grow mm, yes. and and, mm-hmm. and to to advance. So yeah, it's uh it's seeking wisdom is a very important part of life. Buddha Brothers Challenge. I challenge everyone listening to this episode to sit down with somebody that has some years under their belt in life and just take them out for a coffee and just learn about their experience and be open to receiving and learning from someone else's experience to extract the wisdom out for yourself. And you know what? Just go out and and have a great conversation with somebody that has a sensei, someone who has gone before, right. somebody that has done something that you are inspired by. And when you ask the questions, zip it up and listen. Love it. Get better at listening. That is the challenge. I love it. Let's leave it there. All right. Till next week. See you later. <laughs>